So we have an exciting podcast to share with you all. Thanks to Audioboom Network, we love to read for you what the Paranormal Chicks have to offer. A Paranormal Chicks is a play on words of a pair of normal chicks, <laughs> which is debatable. We are best friends who have known each other for almost 30 years. Yeah, that shows our age. <laughs> We are extra large girls with extra large personalities. We love true crime and paranormal, and every episode includes a story of each. Donna tells a paranormal story, and Carrie tells a true crime story. We are Southern, foul-mouthed, and all-inclusive. The podcast is conversational storytelling with a bit of humor thrown in, so you feel like you're hanging with friends. Two episodes a week. Monday is the main episode. Thursday is our Sinister Sightings which our story listeners send in on their own paranormal experiences, such as sleep paralysis, bizarre ambient stories, <laughs> scary shit kids say, and everything in between. Make sure to subscribe to A Paranormal Chicks on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Welcome to episode 19 of season three. If you just joined, this is Maria at Maria Vera Kane on Instagram, and I'm joined by the lovely and wonderful Supreme Robin <laughs> of At a Tired Witch on Instagram. Our welcome segment really should just become us gassing each other up. I know, <laughs> That's right? That's really what it should be called. The beautiful, the, the stunning, beautiful, sexy, sensual, just. <laughs> Kiss on the lips. <laughs> Wait, and what did you call witchy pop culture in uh, our coffee? So the most wishy. <laughs> the wishiest of all wishes. <laughs> That's three weeks in a row. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> That's okay. I'm usually the one mispronouncing stuff and all that. It's fine. Oh, like I'm quite enjoying this. <laughs> uh, hi, you. my name is Robin and I don't know how to read. <laughs> Same hard same <laughs> before, uh, before we get started on this episode we want to mention to you guys that if you haven't already joined our patreon we are doing monthly classes and this month's is by j allen cross it is on the four hauntings and how to like differentiate them i think it's going to be really interesting so if you haven't already joined and you'd like to library tier it up gets access to that and if you miss it on october 30th it will go up the next day the next like within the next 48 hours after um as a recording to listen on the patreon as well as we have some spooky merch this year. I don't know if you guys saw that, but we've got a bunch of really, really cool stuff that we made exclusive for Halloween for spooky season. <laughs> so we'll probably leave it up for the rest of the time. Probably. <laughs> um, which can be found in our link trees everywhere. So if you're interested in that, that's where you can find those things. If not, thanks for letting me say that. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say because in the classes, if you are actually at the class, you can actually talk to Jay and ask yeah. questions. Like if you have any questions yeah. and you're like, hey, I didn't really understand that. Or you could be like, how about this? What would you do in this situation? You can pop a question to Jay and he will answer. Yeah, I mean, that's our our first class with Nike was incredible. I'm mm -hmm. so excited for this one with Jay. And we have a bunch lined up already that oh, are so, so exciting. Many. Oh, we my God. We literally have like so the next like, four months mapped out. And I, our teachers are 
It's going to be great. It's going to be great, guys. I'm attending every single one. Me it's too. so good. <laughs> <laughs>just joined us this week every week we talk about upcoming lunar phases and how you can utilize them magically in your practice so that being said our nearest one to today's episode is on october 25th and it is the new moon in scorpio now new moons in general are very good for new beginnings new projects anything that kind of is channeling the fool energy right (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But this particular new moon in Scorpio is a really, really good time to make personal goals that express specifically positive, like energy in your life. So this wouldn't necessarily be like a good time for let's say work, not that work doesn't provide positive benefits right you get income Mm -hmm. income can lead to good things but instead these are far more like emotional things that are going to be fulfilling scorpio new moons are a good time to do like love spells to attract new love into your life it's a really good time to do um spells that are just going to take positive steps forward for like mm, self-empowerment or tackling things that have been kind of undermining your well-being and happiness recently and so i personally would recommend doing any kind of magic that is love magic whether that Mm -hmm. is self-love or bringing new love into your life or even sex magic. Um, And I don't mean sex magic in the ritual sense. I mean magic literally for sex. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Scorpio new moons are very sexy uh, in a lot of ways. It's the horniest episode ever. So sexy. (laughs) It's It's not the horniest episode ever. We did that one already. (laughs) Uh, But overall, I would definitely kind of channel this fresh start energy that is truly going to be focused on your own emotional well-being and happiness. And so while, like I said, yeah, things like your career could bring you happiness, there is an expression money doesn't buy happiness (laughs) so while your job might bring you more money and that can make you some momentary happiness let's look at kind of bigger grander picture stuff for this particular Mm -hmm. moon i also think that um for scorpio new moons like doing new boundary spells is great Mm -hmm. like if you have something new thing that you need to set boundaries towards now is the time to do it i mean that really is a direct thing on our happiness though right if people are disrespecting our boundaries Mm -hmm. it might be time to be like yeah yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) really gonna kill the vibe Uh. (laughs) (laughs) so you know scorpios are very big on protecting themselves so they should be (laughs) yeah yeah so protect yourself use protection create boundaries (laughs) use a spiritual (laughs) condom at this time So if you just started listening to us, every podcast, we talk about a random tarot card. We go over the universal meanings and then our own interpretations of the cards. This helps, you know, you form 
an opinion of your own or, you know, hearing those who have been practicing for a while, they can expand their views on other meanings. Okay, so this week we're going to talk about the Ace of Wands. When upright, this card shows the typical hand bursting out of the clouds that we expect when we see an Ace card. This hand is holding our wand, which looks like a very phallic shaped branch. <laughs> It's a dick. <laughs> it's a dick. So, <laughs> in the background, you will see a hilly landscape with a river and some trees. The universal keywords to this card are new beginnings, inspiration, creation, and potential. I love this card. To me, it always speaks of new adventures, especially mm. in relation to growth We that we feel passionate about. As with all of the aces, this card is just an offer, a potential. It is up to us to grasp this, this phallic-shaped wand and do something with it. Grab that dick. <laughs> do something with this Twist new adventure. Twist his dick! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> the wands is such an exciting suit that definitely utilizes real world energy to a mm -hmm. large degree. So when you decide to move forward with this potential, it is time to take off running. Think of like passing a baton in a relay race. Now, this mm -hmm. is not really an invitation to be foolish by any means. It is something like, <laughs> but it isn't something that you can sit on. Wait for it. <laughs> Come on. That deserved a better laugh. Listen. I know that I personally would never do that because I'm a Christian woman. Okay. But you, common slut. <laughs> yes, I'm sitting on all the phallic shape branches. <laughs> I knew it. But now that now now like let's look at this card you'll see hills on this card and these rep represent like the ebbs and flows of this new growth that you are exploring it isn't going to be easy and you know you may struggle to keep the passion and the energy you went in with but you know you'll have these moments where you'll enjoy this new path again it's just like you know, writing out this thing with real world energy. Writing <laughs> oh, out. Writing. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very inappropriate. It wasn't an accident, actually. <laughs> oh no. Oh my gosh. The only thing, see, you know, what's actually really funny is when I saw that we were doing the Ace of Wands today, because Maria does pick the card every week. Mm -hmm. Um. When I saw we were doing the Ace of Wands, I actually really thought that, and like, listen, I know we've made a lot of dick jokes, but the fact of the matter is, is that because it is such a raw and like sexual kind of card, mm -hmm. I did think it was also really appropriate for the Scorpio New Moon. Um, like this is an appropriate card for that, right? It's raw, it's sexy, it is emotionally fulfilling with a burst <laughs> of creativity in some some situations depending on the context of the reading and the cards around it i have seen this card come up for conception of a child oh that's yeah. interesting yeah i mean of course it is very much so regarding all the surrounding stuff so on its own it doesn't necessarily <laughs> do that. so you're saying if the empress or like the queen of pence are yeah. sitting right next to it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, quite frankly, if I had, like, the Two of Cups, the, the Empress, and then, like, this card, mm -hmm. and the question was involving things like, 
will we have children are children in my future um do i have any like plans that i should be aware of in the new future that could like dramatically alter my quality of life Mm -hmm. like then i would definitely be like "Mm, mayhaps a baby (laughs) Um, so yeah it is of course very much so contextual uh Mm -hmm. but i don't know i thought that was really interesting that happens it seems to happen a lot on our yeah pod, like we where, have these like, synergetic little moments well i have been lately like you know shuffling and being like okay what card should we read next and then i look up and make sure that we haven't read it before although sometimes yeah. i'm wrong sometimes you guys hear doubles who cares Oops. <laughs> <laughs> So this week for our main segment, we thought we would talk about how our practices have changed. I think this was one of our Discord questions, and it was one of it was one of the uh, giveaway oh, questions. Oh, it was a giveaway question. And we were like, yeah, and I loved yeah. it. As soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah, it's a pretty good question. <laughs> yeah. But the question is, it's a great question. How have our practices changed since we started the podcast? Because it's been what three years now. We're in our three mm, yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. So obviously. We're like, approaching the fourth year. <laughs> you know, practices continuously change. We continuously change. Like, nothing will I mean, stay as it I'm was. I'm <laughs> So, Robin, how have you grown, like, since the start of the podcast? Since we started the podcast, I think that I have had to loosen up a lot of my ideas around structuring my spells because during the course of us doing this podcast I got pregnant I've had a child mm-hmm. um all these things happened right I got pregnant at the end of our first season um so because of that especially considering I had like hyperemesis during my pregnancy so I was like so sick Mm -hmm. um if you actually go back and you listen to the end of season one you can hear how vacant I am in a lot of the episodes because I'm just so sick that I'm not myself my normal self um and so because of like that I I used to have like a really firm I want to say belief, but it's not it's not just belief. It was a firm grounding within my own personal practice that like it had to be on like if I wanted to do prosperity spells, it had to be on a Thursday. It had to be during, you know, the waxing moon or a full mm-hmm. moon. Uh, unless I was starting something brand new that it had to be on a new moon and I was really rigorous with myself about these timings and I would like it didn't matter what else was going on in my life it was like get out of the house like I'm doing this (laughs) um and I've had to learn to be a lot more flexible and so I've switched much more to instead of focusing on lunar phases which I still try to utilize don't get me wrong but I'm much more flexible with them and I focus more on like planetary hours versus lunar phases because that's what fits my life better. And I personally have actually found more success with my stuff Mm -hmm. since switching to that. So it turns out flexibility actually can have some 
uh, reaped rewards. Well, that makes a lot of sense because our own bodies go through its own like cycle. So you paying attention to your cycle, you know, like if you're feeling up, if you're feeling down, you know, if you're going through your dark moon phase or going through your full moon phase, you're still kind of utilizing that energy. Yeah, and I it just it for me it massively it had to change. Mm-hmm. Like it just it had to change. And when you do things like planetary hours, you have twice in every single day these opportunities to utilize the energy that you want to utilize. Mm-hmm. Um as opposed to like one day in the month. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Which did used to work great for me, don't get me wrong. Like and if you are somebody who does that like trust i was the same for like 12 years um but i i've just i've had to adapt to being a mom and not having this endless amount of time and opportunity or even energy Mm -hmm. you know what i mean to do these things so i don't know what about you so i've really leaned into that whole mama home and hearth witch title the past couple of years like creating a magical household has been an ongoing project um especially with building a relationship with my house spirits and land spirits as well i've really like been concentrating on that and i think like i've done a pretty good job my home especially during covid became like my sanctuary and the more like i honor my house magically even on like a real world level like let's say cleaning and stuff like that the more it serves me in return like finding lost objects for instance or protecting my family um and you know i've always harped on this but i've also leaned more into daily simple practical magic throughout the day i think those like small touches do so much for my practice i still like do huge rituals Mm -hmm. from time to time but it is only like when i feel need to and like that goes along with like honoring my body has been like continual work to learn to not fight my neurodivergency and my chronic illness. Mm-hmm. A lot of shadow work has <laughs> and is done on almost a daily basis just because it can be so emotionally heavy to not being able bodied and it's time consuming trying to be able bodied. I you know yeah I mean you're fighting who you are exactly. as a person. It's a complete denial of <laughs> a big part of my life and you know I won't experience life the way others can and that's okay like I'm the type of person who needs little hustle and limited tasks and a ton of like slow mindfulness from mindfulness through my day and I need Mm -hmm. to be working with my reality instead of fighting it I get more done actually magically or otherwise and that doesn't mean like I'm any less magical and I believe it actually makes my practice that much better and stronger I feel so much more in tune with my practice and am um so much more mindful of not only my energy but the energy like around me when I um when I truly embrace it when I embrace who I actually am and my body my mind you know, it's funny that you say that because as soon as you were talking about adapting things for like your strengths mm-hmm. and weaknesses, I would say outside of our practices, just you and I within this mm-hmm. podcast, I would say that you and I have adapted the podcast, the Patreon, everything to channel both of our strengths and weaknesses. Like I am better at 
like long delegated tasks than you are. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> but you're better at you're better at making like these really insightful and thought out, like beautifully done like articles. And it's not that I don't do articles. I do do articles mm-hmm. every month, but that that's your strength. Where I'll still do it, but you can tell which one I did and which one Maria did. (laughs) And so I would say that not just in our magical practices, but also just like in the formation of this Mm -hmm. podcast, like that's been a huge thing that you and I have worked on in the last, I would say, year probably. Just like Um, leaning in on each other, like for certain things. Yeah. Yeah. And And like, I think it's made what we produce better, Mm -hmm. I think. I mean, maybe... Maybe you guys would disagree. <laughs> they better not. Uh, you know, I'm looking at you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, We're 30, 30, and thriving. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Both of us are older than 30. <laughs> Don't say that. No, I'm not yet. <laughs> We're in our 30s. <laughs> but I will, I really will say that. I think that when we first started doing coffee and cauldrons and just the patreon in general we had a lot of really big grand ideas but the actual application of how that would work Mm -hmm. i guess took some time for us to figure out and i think i think we're in a really good rhythm i think slowly adding stuff in especially like with coffee talks and stuff like that it's just been i think it's great i think it shows progress and growth and it's like you know slow growth so we can keep growing in the future (laughs) Yeah, we just want to keep providing good content and lots yeah. of it. You know, I didn't I didn't really realize how much we do until I got mad about something. Maria knows what. But I got <laughs> mad about something a couple of days ago and I texted her about it. And I actually took the time to like write out every single thing that we do every month. It- and I was like, oh my God, we do so much <laughs> stuff and I didn't even like I like that's not even like to toot my own horn. I we have done this progress, like Maria's saying, this slow growth that it has happened so gradually, and it's been something we've been really conscious and worked on. That I never actually took the time to stop and think about how much we actually do because it has been mm-hmm. this slow growing process where we added a little bit here and mm-hmm. added a little bit there. That I'm like, holy shit, we do so much stuff, and we add like I know. People have told me that. And I'm like, no, we don't. We don't do that much stuff. And then I'm like, oh, no, we actually do. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to um, make Robin feel really good. But, like, Robin is such an amazing, like, business partner. Just because, like, if I'm going through, like, a super hard time with my body, which unfortunately is very often that I'm, like, struggling. But, like, she always understands. And she understands my limitations. And having a friend and partner understand that is so rare as as someone with a chronic illness i've had friends who just like write me off because i i don't get better i like the chances of me getting better is rare (laughs) it will be you know unless there's huge medical advancements (laughs) but (laughs) you never know oh no i will be there (laughs) but i i don't know like but simultaneously like i mean right back at you i have my moments that are chaos how many times have i canceled on recording or something (laughs) because stella fell and i have to go to stella's house (laughs) 
I'm like, yeah, Stelfeld is bleeding again. I have to go to the ER. Um, can we get a rain know, check Stella on this? Is um, Robin's very, very feisty grandmother. Yeah, very feisty. She's an independent, strong woman <laughs> who we love very much. We love very, very much that we do. Um, but she does have little accidents sometimes, or like she'll sometimes she'll do this thing where she'll text me like it's an emergency like something really bad has Mm -hmm. happened and then i go over there and she just like can't figure out how to make the wi-fi router work (laughs) so i'm I'm like i like sprinted over to her house thinking that like chickens are falling from the sky and it's normal (laughs) and so like right back at you because there's plenty of times where i've like last minute canceled and been like can we put a rain check in it tomorrow and yeah but okay so what obstacles have you faced these past few years and i mean i think i've already kind of covered that and that's literally having this massive life change Mm -hmm. becoming a mom is was like i used to be a nanny so like i really thought i had this like like knew what to expect and in a lot of ways that is true i'd say (coughs) excuse me I'd say 80% of what I expected, I was I was right mm-hmm. about. But there's that extra 20% that because my kid is not the kid I used to be. Mm-hmm. They're a totally different person. And so, and like being pregnant was miserable. Even after which pregnancy, because so your cause, body's still healing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that my biggest obstacle has been I've, I, I feel like when we talk about here on the podcast, to not compare yourself to other people, to not use the internet as a basis of comparison Mm -hmm. for your practice. I think that transitional period of like becoming a mom, Mm -hmm. that probably the first like four or five months, um, I found myself not taking our advice. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Because I was so used to the witch that I was. Mm Um, the practice you were jealous I had, and I was comparing yourself hard. to your old self. Yeah, I was being way too hard on myself, but not just to my old self. I'd like when you did Tamed Wild Retreat, mm-hmm. right? Then you got to like go out and be with other witches right after COVID, mm-hmm. right? We've all like been locked in the house, <laughs> and I was locked in the house and pregnant. And then you got to go to this retreat. I was like, I want to go to a retreat. <laughs> I want to go dance naked in the water with everyone. That sounds so fun. And so, but that wasn't my reality mm-hmm. at that moment. When granted, a lot of those feelings were hormone based, <laughs> but it was a lot of like comparing myself to my old mm-hmm. self, comparing myself to people that were able to get out of the house because we had been in lockdown. Yeah well right like up till i got pregnant really like it was just sorry but i really feel like when you're at that last few you know months of your pregnancy you're basically like you would think that you're going towards like the full moon phase but you're actually going through the dark phase (laughs) of like you know like the moon i'm not you know the moon phase and you're going you're dealing with those heavy emotions i actually hit my villain era (laughs) i i'm like i do not want to ever look back at all my stuff like from my last few months of pregnancy with my witchling because i know i know i know that it's horrible and i know like i said and did things that was like so cringy just because you're so hormonal and you're so in your feelings yeah yeah Yeah, i mean 
it's funny because I didn't think I was that hormonal, but I really was. <laughs> I was such a bitch. Not like, to honest me, God, I, I don't know if Maria me. remembers this. <laughs> That's true. She's not wrong about that. Sorry, Frank. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but there was like a couple episodes where I would like cry about nothing, like in between recording. Do you I remember so. that? Yeah. <laughs> It was like stupid shit. It'd be about nothing. I'd be like, I saw this video on TikTok. <laughs> it was just like, I'm fine. I'm actually fine. <laughs> oh my goodness. But uh, what? What about you? What has been your biggest struggle? So uh, back to the chronic illness stuff because it's all encompassing. All encompassing. But <laughs> it's so funny. We both keep repeating the same thing. Yeah. It's it's motherhood and chronic illness. <laughs> but when I first started the pod, I was dealing with a lot of brain fog. I think it was like the worst that it ever was, and just like a whole other bunch of chronic illness issues. And now, like, I still have those issues, but they have improved. The thing is, though, like, I spend a lot of time in that fog. And when you're in a fog like that, it's so hard to not only like enjoy things, but it was hard retaining information, recalling information, learning in general. Now, that the fog has quasi lifted the past couple of years i'm like remembering things again and i'm like hungry to learn and but all that got in the way of my practice in such a major way not saying that like i didn't love my practice or i didn't practice in general which i did um a lot but it was just a generally a huge obstacle I was dealing with on a daily basis, not just on the pod. Mm-hmm. And now I'm kind of like in this renaissance period of my life where I am trying to read and learn as much as possible, just like I did in my teens and my early 20s. And it has been such a breath of fresh air. And, you know, I'm I love learning and I'm so glad my brain is working for me (laughs) and I'm able to, I mean, I still have, I know that you worked really hard too. I remember, I don't know if you're still doing this, but I remember that a couple years ago you were working really hard on like finding like herbal uh, Mm -hmm. things to help you with your fogginess. And I remember that was helping at least for a while. Oh yeah, still like, um, I'm not saying that it will heal any, everyone's brain fog or anything, but like I've been on top of taking my vitamin, um, vitamin D and also. Oh, that yeah. helped me massively too. After and I turmeric. Birth. I take, oh my, I take a lot of turmeric. It's basically, I take four pills a day, two in the morning, two at night. Um, mm. And with the turmeric, like it's <clears throat> like, it's helped so much. It's unreal. I mean, they taste horrible like <laughs> every time like I take the pills I'm like my wife likes to watch me because I it's gross it tastes like butt yeah it's nasty often just like had this huge coughing fit I literally <laughs> I, <laughs> I I was listening to you talk and I started to cough just a little bit when I was drinking water and the water went up the yeah, wrong pipe or whatever that happens so you were game done over for I was me like, baby should i call someone 911 right frank and be uh, like yeah you need to my, come uh, save your wife my friend just died of a coughing <laughs> fit on a live camera so uh, 
we better splice that and make that social media content for everyone so uh, here's a video of robin passing away we should make that a, compl- a con- contemplation video like <laughs> coughing yeah breaths. really but so is there any other big changes that you've made to your practice in the past few years? Not really, if I'm being really honest with you. I mean, I feel like I have such a grounded practice. Mm-hmm. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That for me, the biggest changes was actually when it was that I practiced. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. yeah. I think the only, so, like, when I first started the pod, I was, like, working with many deities, but um, but mm-hmm. Hecate, I was always stayed my main, but I still was very open pantheon-wise. Now I've been, like, sticking right. to the old gods like Hecate and the Horn God and and also Greek deities right. specifically, um, specifically Persephone. Mm-hmm. Like, Persephone and Hecate are my main ones that I go back and that I work. Your yeah. main yeah. <laughs> and i'm also in the process of building a relationship with hestia the past couple of years but uh interesting yeah. i did yeah know i do that. need just because of the home home and heart thing like yeah, yeah no it makes perfect sense but i yeah. didn't know that yeah. <laughs> but That's yeah really but i still have a lot of reading to do on her there's not that much information available on her so it's kind of difficult but um right. it's something that is a journey to i discover. think she's an amazing <laughs> goddess and i I've enjoyed working with her as much as I have been working with her and also my house spirits. Cause as I said, I've been building a yeah. stronger relationship with them. I'd love Thank that. You. So yeah, I would say, I would say overall, just like as a closing note for this question, I would say that our practices have simultaneously been the same, mm-hmm. but gotten mm-hmm. better. And we've learned to deal with the hard stuff. Yeah. 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 And I like I mean really like not to circle back to tooting each other's horn. <laughs> We're going to jerk each other off for a second. Um um but I really feel like I feel like I part of my practice has changed in that I feel like I have I I've, I've always been a solitary witch, but I feel like I have more people in my life Mm -hmm. including you Mm -hmm. that I can lean on for things magically and like ask opinions or if like I'm just being way too biased about like a tarot reading I can get a second opinion Mm -hmm. or like I have one of those moments where Stella's fallen and I have to rush it's like can you light a candle like for everything Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and there's I don't know like there's I, I feel like I more have not a coven, but a community of people that I didn't have, you know, several oh, yeah. years ago. No, I definitely, I feel that my my circle is way smaller than yours. <laughs> but definitely, but the my circle of people that I actually rely mm-hmm. on and lean on and are insanely close mm-hmm. to me is like less than five people. Yeah. Now I've got a lot of friends, definitely, but they aren't friends necessarily that I would call in an emergency. Yeah magically you know what i mean like we were talking about before we started recording there's people that i'm friends with and there's people that know my actual like inner thoughts about things (laughs) i'm so glad to be privy to this information (laughs) but no like i really like this the overall question that was asked on our thing it was a good question and it was a good question. Well, we can say, we have a bunch was of this was a tell giveaway on that. how uh, Robin and my friendship and how it has blossomed? 
and grown into something beautiful (laughs) it's true like we you are one of my best friends like uh, it's crazy marie and i just met randomly because we started our social medias at the same time and and then i creeped into her dms I did. She did. She was obsessed with me. It was sick. I was like, that I was like, please pose in ma'am. the in the forest with the ferns. It just did it for me. I was like, girl, I get it, but I'm already married. Okay, I know you got a wife. Okay, yeah, young harlot. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah I, 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 I don't know. That's. I think that's been my biggest. Yeah. Well, thank you. Guys. Well, and Change. thank you guys. Our podcast has grown. Everything has yeah. grown. It's amazing. Yeah. The, the podcast has like been such a labor of love that has been so fun to watch mm-hmm. grow. <laughs> I I check our stats and I get so excited about it and I send them to Maria. I love them. <laughs> I never think of checking that stuff and Robin always gets me psyched up so I appreciate it. That's like one of the things because I'm obsessive baby. <laughs> Is that a cancer thing? Is that a cancer thing? Maybe or maybe just a hot girl thing. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. to tell you. Your wife and I are hot so what? True. <laughs> That's not legal. That's not illegal sorry that oh my you're, gosh you're my wife wives. is obsessive yeah oh mm-hmm. sorry we're both cancers and incredibly sexy hot and wonderful women <laughs> jeez <laughs> but thank you guys yes thank you and we have a bunch more questions from that giveaway that i've saved that are going to be yeah. future episodes so <laughs> yay <laughs> So, Robin, what is stirring your cauldron this week? First of all, thank you so much for asking. Oh, no problem. Uh, <laughs> um, every year during October, my husband and I do 31 days of Halloween movies. Usually they're scary movies, but like I did the Monsters one day this month. Um, I'm obsessed with doing it. My husband wishes that we would do literally anything else. Uh, <laughs> But I've been having so much fun. Like, I know that that's not witchy, but that's what's stirring my culture right now, guys. I'm watching some really good, scary movies. And if you follow me on Twitter, I have a pinned thread where I've been updating it every day with the movie we watch and my rating and why I've given it the rating I've given it. Without spoilers. So there's no spoilers in in my ratings. Um, But yeah, I've been... I need to go check back at it because... I've watched some really good ones. We watched one called The Ritual, I think it was called, from Netflix. Mm-hmm. If you have not watched it, you need to. So good. It was like about basically these, it was very midsummery vibes. So it was about these people that are worshiping an old god in Sweden and like kind of that process of, I don't know, getting there or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then another one we watched that was really scary. It was called His House. I've never heard of it. Oh my god. I'd never heard of it either. It was the most unique ghost story I've ever watched in my life. Because most ghost stories uh, have a very like um, white perspective, I guess you could Mm -hmm. say. And this one was about Sudanese refugees that are refugees in England. And Mm. 
they're being haunted by uh like a ghost sort of but hmm. it's of a Sudanese origin and that's all I'm going to say about it without spoiling anything but it was really really good I, I it was one of the most unique stories I'd ever seen that dealt specifically with paranormal stuff and I really enjoyed it that sounds good but it was super scary do not do it with the witchling <laughs> when I say really scary I mean ghosts don't scare me I was scared we can't watch like the simplest things about around them because it gets so scared so easily yeah. so, so <laughs> noted not this this is when I'm scared of a ghost story <laughs> it's a, that's not good <laughs> so it was very good <laughs> anyway yeah 31 days of scary movies and if that isn't a tradition that you're already doing you should mm-hmm. pick it up because it's very fun <laughs> So, Maria, what's not stirring your cauldron this week? <laughs> Thank you, sexy boys, for asking. <laughs> With that husky laugh. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, so, we have a rant-ish. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But <laughs> I know that Probably on this yeah. part of the segment, um, we talk a lot about... Um, people who think they absolutely know think they know all about magic and that their way is the only true way well i do want to talk about that here again i want to specifically bring up tarot people acting like the universal keywords is the end all be all when interpreting um universal keywords however important they are they are not the end all be all and if you're mm-hmm. only going to go with the keywords or or the author's description of the card, you will only be looking at tarot at face value. Mm-hmm. Um, for one card, I could offer dozens of different ways it can be interpreted, uh, depending on the reading, depending on the question. A positive card in a negative spot can bring out the negatives. A negative, yeah. you know, a negative card can um, in a positive spot can bring out the positive in that card. Now, this is yeah. not toxic positivity the tarot by any means. Tarot is brutal and should be, but that doesn't always mean that the cards will show themselves in the same way every time. That is Mm -hmm. the beauty of tarot. It adapts to our situations to give us direction. Now, like to drive my point home is now that if we look at a card like the empress at face value we can say she is self-care she has the power to get what she wants she can help others facilitate their dreams if she believes in them but she has a potential in a negative spot to be quite the karen wanting things her way and making everyone's lives a living hell if she doesn't get it the seven of swords at its surface could is like a thief card but what makes a thief a bad thief? Robin Hood was a thief. You know, this card can present as a yeah. as decolonization, taking back your power from a shitty situation that has camped out on your life. And tarot is complicated, and that is why sometimes it takes quite a while to learn. And honestly, to this day, after reading for so many years, I'm still discovering new ways to interpret them. I am not like... I will never master tarot. No one will master tarot. Like, it's a lot of time and effort and an ongoing process, just like magic is, learning magic. But 
just be careful where people say this is the only way to interpret this card then you can say that about anything if people (laughs) feed you bullshit that says my way is the only way or this is the only way right Mm -hmm. that's a red flag that perhaps that person that is educating you would like to create a problem to sell you the solution you will find that most of those people have courses that are $300 to sell you mm-hmm. or some exclusive book that's $100 to sell you. They're always selling you something. Mm-hmm. Their way is the only way. Yeah, which it's not. As it's I said, not. tarot is really complicated and that's what makes it so much fun is like it's an ever-changing relationship and ever-changing readings like cards. Yes. I'm, yes, sometimes they'll come up in the same context, but they don't have to, and they yeah. might not ever. Yeah, but, yeah. Just be careful, like of people being like, "Oh my gosh, this is a bad card." And, like, no matter where it's at, it's like, no, just, just stop Calm it. Calm down. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I see your empress in that negative spot, Karen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> If you've just joined us, every week we talk about creators that we're loving right now. This could be artists, photographers, bloggers. Um, I don't know, some lady I saw dancing in the middle of a Walmart. I mean, you know, it's whatever, whatever I'm digging right now. Whatever Marie is digging right now. Uh, <laughs> they're not sponsored ads. These are just people we organically like. So that being said, Maria, who are you digging right now? So I'm going to try to pronounce this. I'm not great at pronouncing things, so <laughs> hang with me here. <laughs> and creator, if you're I'm listening at the to edge this, of my seat. <laughs> okay, they are at Yosel. Yosio. Maybe I'm gonna be honest with you. I got no clue. Okay, but uh, we'll put it down um, in the thing. Yeah. Yeah. As always, it'll be in the caption of the episode that mm-hmm. you're listening to. But they have some of the cutest, especially Halloween like little like art pieces ever like they're so cute they're yeah. like kids on top of pumpkins and yeah <laughs> it's just it's like they stick to like a black and orange theme to their stuff and it's just mm-hmm. so cute and so fun and oh no like it is halloween just like looking at the stuff and mm-hmm. they even have a major um arcana deck it's it does not have all the cards but it's reasonably priced for an indie deck it's like 23 dollars for the major deck yeah but they're so cute and i really want them because they are adorable and i just if you like good like cute little halloween art i definitely recommend checking them out yeah how about you um i'm digging this creator called soul percher oh my gosh i'm um, dying right now by the way first of all if, if you know anything about me i'm a taxidermy girly okay i love a good bit of taxidermy um love it love it love it especially ethically sourced taxidermy which this is all the animals that they use um have perished due to natural causes it says that right up front so i would assume i would assume most of it's roadkill if i'm being very transparent with you Mm-hmm. But it is taxidermy that has been put in these like crazy cute little outfits that they make. Mm-hmm. Like 
Um, it's just so cute, and you can kind of tell that most of it is probably tax or um, roadkill mm-hmm. because of how they like hide parts of the body. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think it's so cute. Like they've got them in cute little outfits, and like my favorite is the raccoon in the dress from like <laughs> a month ago. I love her. I want to take her home and give her a little kiss. Are super adorable, and the rabbits. So I just think it's really like such a beautiful way to honor, you know, these animals that were unfortunately struck down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I just think it looks so beautiful. So really beautiful work, just in general. It's it is. It's really, especially if you're into oddities, they're stunning. So. Thank you all so much for joining us today. We hope that you will join us again on Friday, October 21st for Coffee Talk or on October 28th for our 20th episode of Season 3. You can keep an eye out on our Instagrams or Twitter, Facebook, wherever, or you can follow us uh, at coffeeandcauldrons.com to find all of those social media links um, as well as just like how to submit and I worked really hard on that website. <laughs> Everyone go to the website and admire Robin's work. That is what Robin That's is what saying. I'm trying to say. <laughs> Don't forget to join us on Patreon on October 30th for our four hunting class hosted by J. Allen Cross. This will be or this is available for the library tier and up. And if you miss it, you'll be able to listen hopefully view as well if, if it works this time last time we were in retrograde it didn't work it was just audio um for so it'll be available on the library tearing up in case you cannot physically be at the class on the 30th or even better you can join us on magical beginnings patreon our patreon offers a special 25 minute part two episode a huge library of articles about witchcraft a discord community full of fun events and discussions and we even have a tier that offers one-on-one conversations with robin and myself and i do want to say that we have opened up our library tier to ask questions for our part two Yes, so if you're in the library tier, you can now participate in asking questions for our part two. thought it was just expansion. (laughs) (laughs) And please, if you are loving our sexy, sensual, erotic voices, (laughs) take a moment to review us on whatever streaming service that you are listening from. So that would be potentially Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any of the others. We love reading your reviews and rating us with five stars helps us be seen by others. So for those of you who have rated us or those of you who plan to rate us in the future, we really appreciate you. We appreciate you so much. We think about your faces as we We go to sleep. We hold your face mentally in our brain and we go, oh, that's so nice. (laughs) Consensually, though. Okay, I kiss you consensually. If you don't want it, I don't give it. (laughs) So, again, this is Coffee and Cauldrons with Robin from At a Tired Witch. And I'm Maria from At Maria the Arcane on Instagram. All right, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Ready? One, One, two, three. three. Bye, Bye. witches.
sounded dead on. <laughs> yes. 